You are listening to the Cheetah Culture USA show, the only news and podcast in English about AS Cheetadella. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Cheetah Culture USA show, episode number one hundred and twelve, coming to you on Thursday. Oh, sorry, Tuesday, January thirtieth. Two days following Cheetadella's rather disappointment to one loss at home against Sampdoria, a game where a lot of people, including myself, think that Cheetadella should have. One, given their recent form and the stats going into the match, and when they scored the first goal,、uh, but Sampdoria come back two one to win at the Tombolato.、Uh, two straight losses now for Cittadella entering the month of February, where they get ready to host Brescia on Saturday at the Stadio Mario Regimonti. So we got a lot to talk about in this podcast. So before we start, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cittadella.usa. And visit our website at chitagachiusa.com for more information, news, articles, all that stuff about AS Chitrela. So, no guest for this week's podcast, but hopefully next week we will have someone on. A、uh, big thank you to David Farini for coming on last week to preview the match against Sampdoria. And unfortunately for Chitrela, it did not go the way we had anticipated for it with.、Um, you know, considering. There was a large number of spectators at the game, nearly seven thousand. It was quite nearly a sellout at the Tombolato on Sunday. The only game week, or the only game of the game week on Sunday, was Cittadella hosting Sampdoria, and Cittadella wearing their special fourth fourth kits of edition for this season in memory of the fiftieth anniversary of the club. It was all blue with gold numbers. Kind of looks like the. Italian national team back in the、uh, 2006 when they won the World Cup, kind of like those jerseys. But unfortunately, those jerseys did not bring good luck for Cittadella as they lose 2-1 against Sampdoria, a game where it's really tough to take. And you know, a lot of the players, a lot of the fans, and even I included, was pretty felt pretty destroyed after the match, just given. You know, it looks so comfortable for Cittadella after Pandolfi scored the opener in the 53rd minute. Looks like they were going to cruise to another victory, as you know the stats told you otherwise. You know, Cittadella very good when they can when they score the first goal when they're in these winning positions. Sampdoria, on the other hand, very bad when they are losing from these positions. They hadn't won a game when they lost when they were losing from winning possessions. And Cittadella played a very good game, in my opinion, up until those two goals from Sampdoria, where it was kind of came out of nowhere. And if you look at the stats, two two shots on target, two goals for Sampdoria. And on the flip side, Cittadella only one shot on target, and that was Pandolfi's goal.、Uh, so obviously, it's a very disappointing and frustrating game for Cittadella as they suffer their first. Home loss since October twenty seventh against Cremonese. That is now two back to back losses for Gorini's side. Who, speaking of Gorini, had made some changes in this match.、Um, let me bring up the lineup real quick here as I search on Google for these lineups because we did see some changes,、um, probably unexpected changes.、Um, one noticeable change that we did confirm with Gorini that. Uh, Lorenzo Cardisone did not start in this match, much to a lot of people's surprises. Federico Giraldo 
took his place uh, until Carisoni came in the second half. This was because, according to Guarini, after the game, Carisoni had an issue at home this past week where he broke two of his teeth and also suffered a broken nose, apparently. So, um, you know, it's good that that Cardisoni did eventually play, and I don't think it's going to be a big issue in this upcoming week or so. But this apparently led to Cardisoni not being 100%, and so Giraldo had to play, and Cardisoni only played uh, limited minutes. In the lineup, uh, otherwise, you know, you got Salvi on the right. I don't think any surprises there. Uh, Vita, Branca, Cardiero, that's the basically main starting role there. And then the other surprise in the lineup was Andrea Tessiore, who had not been starting a lot of games, but did start in this game in uh, replace of uh, Claudio Cassano. So two kind of like for like positions, two like for like players, two very young players that play at the same position. But, um, you know, as we were seeing in this strongest lineup that we were, um, you know, kind of discovering in this winning streak for Cittadella, I think um, a lot of, I think Gorini would rather play Cassano there. Even though I think uh, Tessiore is kind of one for the long term and the long project, he's probably going to get more playing time as the days go on, as the games goes on years, because he is on a long term deal with Cittadella. So it was good to see him play, but. Uh, if you notice, Cassano, when he comes into this game, you saw it in the game against Ascoli a few weeks ago, and in this game where um, against Sampdoria, he comes in and you know he starts to create more in respect to uh, Tessiore. So that was interesting to see that um, that change in lineup. But you know, as the season goes on, you're gonna need some changes in the lineup. You can't be having the same starting lineup play 38 matches out of 38 because there's just the congestion is just too much for a lot of these players. And it's good to see that Guarini is putting a lot of faith into these young players uh, where, you know, he could have maybe forced Cassano to play there when he wasn't maybe feeling 100%. So I was okay with Tessiore starting because you still had Luca Pandolfi, Filippo Pitarello, uh, Vita, Branca, Carriero, all those players that are good enough in the starting lineup to start and um you know it was just an interesting game it was just first half i thought Cittadello played to their to their ability they played a very good first half they did not let Sampdoria have any sniff of goal um maybe they could have been more clinical in front of goal and maybe they uh it was a little bit of a slower first half but you know i think Cittadella had had to be happy with it and in the second half Pandolfi gets the goal, 53rd minute. You're thinking, right, this is going to be another Cittadella win. They are very good when they score the first goal. Uh, Entering the match, they were seven wins, one draw, and zero losses record when they were in winning positions and when they had scored the first goal in the match. Or, yes, yes, they had um, that record. And, you know, and considering that and considering that Sampdoria had no attempts on goal. They were not really threatening uh, the the Cittadella back line. They really did not have a problem. And just like that, in 10 minutes, the game completely turned on its head. Sampdoria gets two goals, uh, one-two play. It, down the middle, I think it was uh, Stefano Negro 
who got caught flat-footed, um, you know, drawn away by a defender. And then the second goal, just off a set piece, no one really marking uh, the header that came in from, I believe it was uh, Gilardi, who got a free header at the back post. No one really marking him just like that, 2-1 in favor of Sampdoria. Sampdoria, who came into the match, who had never won a game when they were trailing. They had trailed, uh, let's see, they had trailed 13 times going into the game, zero wins, three draws, and 10 losses. So they had only picked up three points from a possible, um, they're going to test my math skills, my math skills right now as um, thir- three points out of a possible 39 from losing positions and uh, Sampdoria get their first win from losing positions. Maybe I know this stat piece might not be the, the greatest um, in terms of, you know, um, deciding whether a team is good or not, because as Siri B shows us many times, the, it's a very unpredictable leak and anything could happen on any given day. And, you know, in terms of Sunday, Sampdoria just came out and they were really, in my opinion, they were really gifted this win from from Chitarela based off their own mistakes, lack of focus in these moments where Sampdoria get a slight chance on goal and they, they finish them. Um... You know, they they let Sampdoria have life in this match that they didn't really have. And I think this was maybe, this is probably a good sign of wake-up call for Cittadella because, um, you know, now it's it proves that they are still vulnerable when they, can, when they go in the lead, when they are in this winning position. Maybe they were thinking, oh, well, we've won seven games already when from eight when scoring first. I think we are okay and... You know, that's what happens and, you know, caught caught lacking a little bit and they end up losing the game. So this is the the kind of the recap of the game. That was a 2-1 loss once again at home in favor of Sampdoria. Cittadella now losing twice in the last two weeks. Uh, last win coming against Palermo, which was on January 13th. But they do have an opportunity to get to bounce back this Saturday, February 3rd, against Brescia away from home. That's a game that they really kind of have to get a good result because they don't want to go into the following home match against Lake Leaning Parma with uh, three back-to-back-to-back losses. Um, let's see here. Let's read you some stats, updated stats, uh, points by route. Points by round, uh, Cittadella with 36 points from 22 games. That's still a very good position in relative to previous seasons. There's only one time where they had more points than they did at this point of state uh, point of uh, time right now, and that was Venturato's first year in Serie B, where they had 37 points uh, from 22 games. So they're still in this. I'd like to call it the green funnel. They are still in this green funnel that uh, are on projectory to make playoffs but they still they're still not out of the woods yet because they could really plateau and miss the playoffs entirely um if they don't pick if they don't end up uh, picking any more points um like we said with david farini it's very unlikely that that'll happen but if they want to make playoffs they just got to keep going in that green funnel and we'll keep you updated on that as it turns out 
Uh, only the third loss at home for Cittadella in 12 home games this year. Uh, Granata still have 23 points at home. That's still that's equal to the amount of points that they had in total last year after 19 home games. So they have seven home games remaining, and they have separate opportunities to make it better than they was last year. And that means not losing anymore or losing every single one of those home games to equal where they were last year. But it looks like Chitarello is going to break that uh, record for... Uh, or I'm sorry, they're gonna. It looks like they're gonna break their total number of points that they had last year at home um, of this year. So uh, going into the match against Brescia, it's away from home. So Chitarella maybe should start to look to improve their points record from uh, from this season. It isn't good, but it could be better, and it it could be better for a team that wants to make playoffs. And they should probably start to get getting some results on the road if they want to have a chance of making the top eight from 10 away games this year they've had uh, three wins four draws and three losses 13 points that is seven points less of uh last season where they had 20 points on the road in all games they have 13 points right now so an opportunity to cut it down this weekend against Bredesha. Um, before we get into the game, a little bit about Brescia, I want you to read the standings and kind of the results that happened this week in Serie B. It was kind of a interesting week from a lot of perspectives, a lot of interesting scorelines and a lot of interesting headlines. Well, um, to start off, I, I just want to say that Cittadella, uh, dropped to sixth place, uh, from fifth place wherever they were, um, last week. They are tied on points with Palermo, and who is in fifth place with 36 points. It's a very interesting situation here because I believe that Cittadella should be in fifth place because, as you know, in Serie B, the tiebreaker is head-to-head. And currently, Cittadella has that tiebreaker on Palermo where because they beat them home and away. I think just now, for now, because it's still early in the season and not all teams have played each other uh, twice yet, I think Serie B just has it as goal difference as of now because Palermo do have a better goal difference than Cittadella, but Cittadella do have the head-to-head. So for now, we're going to say Cittadella are in sixth place, but I think we all know they should be theoretically above Palermo. But they're still tied on points with 36, plus seven points above the playoff line. And who's in ninth place, the last position outside the playoff spots? It is Brescia, who have 29 points from the 22 games so Cittadella win on Saturday they go 10 points above the playoff line uh, as as long as the other teams below them such as Reggiano or Cosenza don't pick up victories in the next upcoming match day but the match day of the Serie B match day 22 was very interesting like I said let me read you the the results real quick uh da, 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 da. So we got start off with uh, uh, Catanzaro hosting Palermo that finished in a 1-1 draw. Cremonese beating Brescia 1-0. Como losing against Ascoli 2-0 at home. That was a very surprising result. Granted that Como were playing down a man for a lot of the second half. Modena, another big result this weekend. Modena beating league-leading Parma 3-0 at home. So a big win for Modena. Sutirojo's losing to Cosenza 1-0 at home. Uh, Cosenza scoring their first away goal 
road goal in over so many months. I think it was last September, I believe, where they last scored a goal on the road. Venezia hosting Ternana. That was a 1-0 game in favor of Venezia in a very foggy match. Um, if you tried watching the game, it was very hard to see uh, from from the sidelines as there was so much fog going on. Uh, Bari losing 2-0 against Reggiana at home. For Alpisalo, 5-1 victory over Lecco in a relegation battle there. That was a huge, huge win for Fapisalo, who get themselves out of last place and are really starting to ask questions on whether they could be staying in the league. And I think they might really have a genuine chance of surviving in this league. The other big result in the relegation scrap was Spezia beating uh, local derby Pisa 2-3 at in Pisa. So that's a big win for Spezia on the road against their rivals and as we know on Sunday Cittadella losing against Sampdoria 2-1 to one at the Tombolato. So let's get into the match against Brescia this upcoming Saturday February 3rd. You could catch the game at 8 a.m. Eastern time here in the United States or 2 p.m. local time if you're in Italy. 12 games without defeat against Brescia for Cittadella that is one of the longest I gotta say in you know club history, it, it sounds like it because it's it's an absolute ridiculous record. Twelve games without losing to Brescia. That's spanning from all the way from to February 2017. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, almost seven years ago since Chitarella last lost to Brescia, and in in that twelve games, Chitarella has been very very good uh, against the Lombardia side. Uh, their last loss, like I said, was February 2000, 2027. Um, that was a 4-1 loss at the Rico Monti. And Cittadella has not lost since. They've beaten Brescia in the playoffs. Uh, they've gotten a few draws in there. They've even came back from 3-0 down one time at the Rico Monti, I remember, a few years ago. And, you know, this is, once again, uh, another chance to extend it to 13 games without defeat against Brescia. Uh, Cittadella winning the reverse fixture at the Tombolato in November. That was a 3-2 win. Uh, Tommy Mastrello getting the goal to get Cittadella the three points after it was kind of a chaotic match there, and it started Cittadella's five-game winning streak and nine-game unbeaten streak until they lost against Ternana last weekend. But Brescia, I think this will, once again, as always in Serie B, and you know this is also... Another tough test for Cittadella because Brescia, like I said just recently, Brescia are in ninth place with 29 points. That is nine or seven points uh, below Cittadella. So Brescia are having a pretty good campaign compared in respect to last season where they were relegated on the field but have, were saved by Regina's expulsion. So Brescia is having a very good year. Um, you know, I think they're not saved from relegation yet, but they are only two points away from the playoffs. And if Cittadella win this, like I said, they'll go 10 points clear of them, and that'll give them a lot of daylight in between them and the playoff line. Uh, for as much as a two-game losing streak for Cittadella, two-game losing stump for them, as maybe they're starting to lose ground a little bit, they could they could take it right back with a win against Brescia, uh, going ten points clear of them 
uh, if they win at the Rigamonti. But um, once again, big game. They cannot. I. I. This is kind of. It reminds me of last season where Chitarella did go into the Rigamonti um, on a losing streak, and they could not lose this game. It was a very important match because they were. It was a must-not-lose match because they did not want to go into the next home match off the bounce of three straight losses. This is kind of the same situation, although I think this time it's much difficult because Chitarella are facing Parma next the following weekend um, on at home. That is February tenth, I believe. That's the the match. So. The, the, the game after the Brescia game is against the league-leading uh, Parma, who is uh, looking to really bounce back after that 3-0 defeat against Moldena. I know they have a game in between that, but still, they are going to be wanting... It's going to be a very difficult game to beat Parma, and as they've only lost, uh, let's see, they've only lost three times this season, Parma. So, obviously, it's going to be a very difficult game, and you don't want to enter that game off the bounce of three straight losses after you know, promising a promising nine-game unbeaten run. And if they, you know, all of a sudden they lose to Brescia, then they could possibly lose to Parma. That's four games without a win. And that's four games without any points. That's that's four straight losses. So this is uh, very important that Chitrella shows up in a good, good performance in Brescia on Saturday. I I wouldn't say this was this shouldn't be a really must win because I think a point would still be a good result given that Brescia is looking like it's going to be a playoff contender and that they would get the another head to head against them because they had won the reverse fixture and they would draw this match so they would get the head to head. I think you know a, a draw would be good on this in this case. Um, obviously, a win would be nice, but. I just think Chitarella cannot lose this match because three losses in a row entering that big match against Parma, uh, that's that's very, very difficult. And, you know, maybe the pressure will start to get to the team after that. So that's that's kind of how I view the game. Um, you know, Brescia, uh, going a little bit about Brescia, they've been very good since um, hiring Rolando Maran, who is an ex-Chitarella manager. They've had four wins, four draws, and two losses since hiring Maran, and that one loss or one of those losses coming last weekend against Cremonese, uh, narrowly be, being beaten in Cremona. So, and this is an opportunity really to see Chitarella can they can they face adversity? They've been you know enjoying in dreamland basically for these last two three months, you know, without defeat playing very very good football and getting good results now can they can they face adversity because i think this will tell us a lot about the team it'll tell us you know if they are really playoff worthy can they handle you know uh, some setbacks and can they bounce back and recover after a disappointing loss against uh, sampdoria where they were the better team and they were just not t- they couldn't take home any points in that match so this is a very good opportunity to see what this team is made of. And, you know, they haven't really faced adversity in a long time. And, you know, they haven't lost three. Sh- they've, they have lost three straight games this season, if you include the Coppa Italia, but they have not lost three straight league games um, so far this season. So it's going to be very interesting to see uh, how Guarini approaches this game. Is he going to 
maybe make some changes because, you know, you did see maybe Cassano gets back into the starting lineup. I think Pandolfi still starts. He's on a he's on fire. He has got six goals this season already. Um, you know, I think Pitarello starts. I think, you know, uh, Stefano, Stefano Negro has been very good in the back line as well as Pavan. Uh, Branca is back. You know, you got Vita, maybe Carriero or maybe even Kornvik or Amatucci as well. So there's a lot of options there. And I think it's um, important to, to keep in mind that the the depth is very important that this uh, Chitrela team has. And, you know, speaking real quickly before I um, kind of wrap things up here, uh, winter, Marcato, winter Marcato for Chitrela, nothing, no signs of it. And tomorrow is the last uh, day of its deadline day tomorrow, January 31st. So uh, assuming Chitrela doesn't do anything there, I, I don't think they've they've sold anybody they have bought anybody they have done nothing in this window which is i think what we expected given how good the team has been and you know they've got a lot of players remember they signed a lot of players in the summer i believe it was 12 new players and you know selling a lot of uh players that were used last season as well so this is a this is still a very new and young team that's still adapting to Karini's um you know, Garini's philosophy here. So it's going to be a very interesting game. Can Chitrela handle the adversity of, you know, being two games uh, without a win and two games uh, on a losing streak? Let's see. And I, I'm looking forward to it and I'm hoping for the best because Chitrela has been very good against Brescia recently. As we, I just said, 12 games without defeat against the Lombardi club. Okay, I think that is it for me. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to say rather than uh, 2-1 disappointing loss against Sampdoria this past Sunday. I think it's, uh, you know, a lot of players are annoyed by it and expecting a response for Cittadella at the Stadio Mario Rigamonti against Brescia this upcoming Saturday, February 3rd, 2 p.m. local time, 8 a.m. Eastern time here in the United States, match day 23 of Serie B action. For me, that's it for my podcast for this week. As always, you could follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CittadellaUSA and visit our website at CittadellaUSA.com for more match recaps, articles, press releases, and all that stuff at chitikachuese.com. Thank you for listening. I will see you next week, recapping the, the Brescia game and previewing the Parma game. And, as always, Forza Chita. Thank you for listening to the Chitikachuese show. If you liked it, please share and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Chitikachuese. See you next time, and remember, Forza Chita. <laughs>